Hello and welcome. I'm Franco, editor of PropMoto. This podcast is part of our MetaTrends campaign, where we try to uncover the big trends affecting innovation in the built world. In this series of podcasts, I talk to some of the investors helping move the property industry down its often bumpy path towards innovation. If you enjoyed this episode, please check out the other three in the series. Thanks. Twenty twenty will go down as the year we were forced to be flexible. With an unprecedented global pandemic forcing almost the entire world to stay at home for in many cases over a year, we all had to adapt to survive. And adapt we did. I would say surprisingly well. We found ways to work, shop, and socialize from the safety of our homes. We also learned a lot about ourselves in the process. Many realized that they, in fact, liked some of the adaptations that have been made. Losing the commute, ordering in, and concise 30-minute meetings are all a bit addictive once you've gotten used to them. There are a lot of implications of our forced flexibility when it comes to consumer behavior. Investors are busy trying to find opportunities in betting on how the new world will look different than the old one once the pandemic is just a distant, uncomfortable memory. I talked to one of these investors to try to find out some predictions about our flexible future. Hi, I'm Casey Berman, founder and managing partner at Camber Creek. Camber Creek is one of the premier venture capital firms focused on the real estate market. They've invested in some of the most successful prop tech companies, such as Latch, VTS, Building Engines, and Comstack. They come from a real estate background and have leveraged their network into an investment team and an impressive list of limited partners. In order to stay ahead of the industry trends, they meet with all of their partners regularly and try to understand how the demand for real estate is changing. Right now, they are hearing more and more about the need to be more flexible in the way real estate operates. Consumers, whether that means an apartment resident, a tenant of an office building, uh, or a user in a, even an industrial office or industrial park, they want flexibility. And flexibility is not just defined by things like co-working, but flexibility in how you accomplish anything. So if I want to do a tour of an apartment building, it's our view that in the next three years, two to three years, you need to provide your potential resident with every option. They can come do a physical tour with a potential leasing agent or do a totally self-guided tour. And better yet, for some subset of the market, they're going to want to do a virtual tour from their couch in their existing apartment. So the key piece that we see is really a shift in consumer behavior that was accelerated by COVID, and that was providing the customer with more flexibility. It isn't just consumer behavior that is shifting towards flexibility. It's happened to our work behavior as well. The time many have spent working from home has shown us that output is more important than time spent working. Our newfound flexibility has put the spotlight on productivity, something that the office industry will need to do a better job of understanding. The hard part is that the right formula for productivity is as varied as our personalities. 
Casey thinks that to fully understand how to make us more productive, no matter where we choose to work, companies and workspace providers will have to leverage technology. Another thing that we view technology potentially creating a massive amount of value is providing employers a way to empower their employees to choose for themselves how and where they work and empowering them to make the decisions that make them most efficient and make them the most productive. So it's one thing to say people are more productive in the works in the office in the headquarters downtown. It's something very different to say we can now measure productivity. We can now properly incentivize productivity and we are going to empower our employees to not only uh, be compensated and have additional compensation based on that productivity, but give them the flexibility to choose how they're going to achieve it. Technology has the ability to bring flexibility to even the most inflexible of things. This creates what Casey sees as an opportunity for one of the least flexible pieces of our city infrastructure, parking garages. One of the biggest questions we've been hearing and this uh, just as an example is what happens to the parking garages? What happens to the uh, massive parking fields when self-driving cars don't need a place to park? I think it's something like 20% of LA is parking. So what happens to 20% of the real estate in LA when you don't have to have that much parking? And that's not something that is going to change in the next year, two years, three years. Um, what we find and the way we think about that is what can we do in the next five years? Because in the next five years, we will need to be ready for significant step changes like that. And it is not the company that says today, hey, we're going to repurpose your entire garage to be self-storage as just a very simple example. But it is the company that has a flexible self-storage model or a flexible uh, marketplace for storage that could then enable that in five years. As Casey made one bull case after another, for the ways technology will help the built world be more flexible, he brought up an interesting point. While the prop tech landscape has seen a huge increase in the number of startups innovating in the space, as technology starts to further penetrate the property market, it will likely mean less space for competition, not more. There's gonna be a massive consolidation, especially in real estate tech. You know, right now, there's usually between five and eight different software solutions, even in one asset class for managing a single asset. So down the road, that experience will be massively better for the customer, for the resident, or for in the office building for the tenant. It'll be massively better if there's just one seamless experience for both the user, but also the owner and operator. So we view that unified experience, the operating system of physical buildings to be just so much more streamlined. One of the things I wanted to know 
going into researching this podcast series was what is the connection that technology investors have between their professional investments and their personal lives? How much of their own experience do they bring into their views of the future? So I asked Casey for an example of a change in his personal life during the pandemic that has shifted his investment thesis in any way. I have a family of five. And a personal win for me is, uh, you know, going for a family bike ride is just the best. Being outside, uh, those are some of the best days in my house. The pandemic really changed how we thought about travel. You know, travel is a really exciting industry, with fam- especially with family. And one of the trends that we think has massive potential is to provide a family experience that's more similar to staying in a home. So as an, as an example, right now, if you stay at a hotel, you know exactly and have a very high degree of confidence what you're going to get based on the brand of your hotel, based on the flag. Whereas if you stay on, in an Airbnb, you stay in a short-term rental home, you can read the reviews and you can look at the pictures, but the brand consistency does not exist like it does with an institutional brand. And one of the things that for my family, I'm really excited about in the prop tech space is the day when I can find a equivalent of a Marriott or the expectation of knowing what I'm going to stay at and it be in, it is somebody's house or it is a corporation's house that is managed at that institutional grade. So we view in the, you know, in the travel sector and we view the travel sector coming back potentially stronger than ever, a massive opportunity to take the single family for rent space and taking that a step further, the single family for rent on a short-term basis space to an institutional level. Casey was quick to point out that there were plenty of his personal views that he didn't bring into his thinking about investing. Good investors often have a certain neutrality around the state of the world, usually opting to listen rather than preach. But I still wanted to know how much of his personal life found its way into his business. After all, one of the other founders of the company is his brother, Jeffrey. After a long pause, Casey did admit that in the end, his final decision to invest in something had to fit with his and his team's values. If I don't believe in it personally, I'm not going to do it. Uh, But I don't think that's necessarily the... uh, Yeah, I mean, maybe it is. If... If it is, if there is something that does not align with my values, or for that matter, our team's values, uh, that's critically important to us, and we won't do a deal. So for us, you know, at the end of the day, it is incredibly important for both myself, for our entire team, who we work with who we partner with, who we invest in, you know, companies we invest in and our investors, uh, they're long-term partners. And if there's something we don't believe in, we're not going to do it. So for us, there needs to be 
significant alignment before we will do a deal. Our flexibility as a species is what has kept us alive through this and countless other difficult periods. But even though we are inherently flexible, our surroundings are not. For us to adapt our built world to match the needs of our new post-pandemic lives, we will need technology, the kind that Casey and his team at Camber Creek are looking to support. This podcast is brought to you by Cherry. Cherry is a real estate data management analytics company that helps some of the biggest, most sophisticated property companies harness data to make better decisions. Check them out at cherry.com. That's C-H-E-R-R-E dot com.